to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. Welcome back. Tonight we're going to pick up in the Gospel of John. Last week as we left uh, our study here, we saw Christ go and find that blind man that he had made whole, who had just been removed from the uh, the temple, and uh, bring him into his own family. We saw the Pharisees and the Jews uh, be shown the truth that they are indeed blind because they know the truth and have refused to believe the truth. And this angered them. But just wait. There's even more coming. Christ uh, is not going to hold back as he begins his teaching. With When we start chapter 10, he's continuing to teach these men. Uh, and uh, it is something that's very, very important for us to learn and understand. So John chapter 10 and verse number 1 is where we're going to start. John chapter 10 and verse number 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth, because he is an hireling, and he cannot... And he careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Let's pray. Father God, again, we love you. We thank you for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to hear this truth. Lord, I pray that you would guide us and direct us, that you would open our hearts and our minds. Help us to understand the simple truth of tonight. Lord, help us to put it into our lives, to act it out, to live it out. 
so that we may serve you and bring you honor and glory. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. These few verses right here, as Christ begins to teach about the sheep and the shepherd and the sheepfold, are so full of truth that this is going to be a, a two-parter. We're going to kind of take a brief overview of everything going on in these verses, and then next week we'll dig in a little more. But we see and understand, as Christ has been teaching uh, after he's healed the blind men and he's, he's confirmed with the Pharisees that they which have heard these words uh, and believeth them not, that they say they see and they see not, they are blind and their sin remaineth. We see that there's a right and a wrong here. He begins immediately in verse number 10, or chapter 10 and verse number 1, saying that he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now we know that the sheepfold is the place where the sheep were kept. It's the place where uh, they were safe. It's much like the barns that we would have today. They were kept and watched over and guarded to keep away, keep the predators away. Now, when I was growing up, we had this really old barn uh, on Dad's property outside of town, and when you looked at it, it leaned uh, about four feet out of plumb from top to bottom. Uh, in I think it was leaning to the south, or no, sorry, it was leaning to the north because of the wind out of the south. It leaned so much that they, when I moved out, Dad had a, a man come in to try and push it down because he was afraid it was going to fall down, but it still took two bulldozers and a, a backhoe to, to push it down and, and get it into the hole. He couldn't just pull it up, push it over. But as you walked around this barn, you could see through every crack where the boards met. They didn't meet quite right. It had it was only supposed to have a door in the front and then uh, a big side door on the ground floor, one on each end of the back, and then in the, the hayloft it had one on each end and one going out into a, a, side, uh, a side building. But you could see through every every crack. I had uh, gotten a new BB gun when we moved out there and uh, was like any other young boy and decided that the windows that were in it didn't need to be in it anymore. So uh, all of the windows had been broken out of it. I loved playing in that old bar and I spent weeks and weeks cleaning it out and uh, it hadn't been, you could tell it hadn't been maintained and hadn't been kept up. And uh, but I spent weeks and weeks cleaning it out so we could put the horses in there and and uh, getting the hayloft all cleaned out and swept out of the old nasty moldy hay. And, but then we would have big family gatherings. We'd have Christmas and we'd have Easter and we'd have Thanksgiving out there. And when the weather was good, we could, all the kids could go out and I have, um, well, I have five uncles and each of them have three children, at least three children. And then my uh, my grandmother's brother is basically the same age as all of my uncles and he has three kids. So there was... There was about 20 or 25 of us at one time that would be out there running around and playing and me being the oldest. It never failed. We'd end up playing tag and I always loved to go up into the barn because I knew all the ways to get in and out of the barn that they didn't know. Uh, climbing up the wall and climbing out the back door and, and jumping down or whatever. I found every way I could to get in and out of that barn without using the door. Very rarely did I go through the door in the floor to go up into the loft. I usually climbed up the outside wall and in the window or something like that. Christ is, is talking here about that same idea of a secure location. But he's saying there's only one door. 
There's only one path in, and that's through him. Anyone that comes in separately, that comes in any other way, is there because, has come in that way because they're a thief and they're a robber. We have to understand that, that and I usually talk to the, when I say this, I, I'm speaking directly to the children, but uh, in our lives, we put up barriers, we put up walls, we put up fences, not uh, to keep us in, but to keep the bad out. And the thieves and the robbers, they still find a way. And Christ is warning that anyone that, that comes and, and is teaching another way, not just comes in another way as a thief or a robber, but is teaching another way as a thief or a robber. They're going to steal, in this parable, they're going to steal the sheep, but it's not the sheep that are the problem. They're going to steal the souls. And as I was, we were coming over this afternoon or this evening, and I was looking at the houses of some of our neighbors, and I know some of them go to other churches, and, and I know what those other churches believe, and, and I couldn't help in the back of my mind just think, they're they're being taught to go to hell. They're being lied to. And praying that they would decide to come, and not just because I want them to come here and, and be a part of this, but that they would come and they would hear the true word of God and understand the truth. I, I don't care if we never get another member of Indian Creek Baptist Church. I just want to proclaim the truth. But Christ goes on to speak about the shepherd. The shepherd has access to the sheepfold. He's known by the one that guards the door. He's allowed that access. And the sheep know him and they follow him because they belong to him. That's important. The sheep, as he continues on, they know their shepherd's voice. They follow their shepherd. They'll not follow a stranger. When I was 16, my mom bought me my first horse. She was a six-year-old Arabian mare, uh, kind of a grayish color. and um, She was beautiful, but she was wild. She'd basically been born in the pasture, and the only contact she'd ever had with uh, human beings was one would every once in a while walk over and throw an ear of corn over the fence to feed her. Um, she had not been haltered. She had not been touched. So when we went to pick her up and put her in the trailer, uh, it took four of us to corral her into a small pen and run her out a gate, just like they do the bulls at the arena and the rodeo. Run them out a small gate into the trailer and uh, force her in there. And then uh, even in the trailer, she wouldn't stop long enough for me to touch her. She just kept back and forth and running and trying to run me into the wall or run me out the door and and I spent about six weeks, hours every day, chasing her, trying to catch her, running her into the barn and, and locking her in a, a 12 by 12 stall and then chasing her around in that stall, just trying to get her used to me, trying to get to where I could have contact with her to get her to understand that I wasn't going to hurt her. And then feeding her and, and while she was distracted with the food, being able to, to groom her and brush her out and... After about six weeks, I was finally able to ride her. I was finally able to get on her and, and ride her around. It still took me two or three hours every day trying to catch her. Um, but I had her until I was 
Well, I had her until 2010. Uh, so I had her for just about right at 10 years. And when I sold her, or when I gave her away, because we were moving to uh, Sioux City from Creston, um, she was at the point where if I whistled in a certain way, she would come running to the gate looking for me. She knew the sound of my truck compared to every other vehicle on the road. And she would come running to the gate waiting for me to be there, just like a dog. But she knew my voice. She was mine. We as people, we have gotten to the point where we don't... We might claim to know the shepherd, but... Do we really? In these first five verses, Christ lays all of this out. The shepherd entereth in by the door. He's known by the, by the porter. The sheep follow him. They know his voice. A stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. And then in verses 7... Through 18, Christ explains it a little deeper. This is really a great picture of us. It shows us God's love and God's care for us, but mainly it shows us our responsibility. The thief and the robber, they have no responsibility for the sheep. The thief is there is only there to steal and to kill and to destroy. He has no good in mind for them at all, only his gain. The shepherd is responsible for the sheep. He cares for them. He gives his life to and for the sheep. When I got my horse, it meant that I was solely responsible for her. Rain or shine, sick or health, I had to care for her. I had to go out, I had to feed her, I had to water her, I had to clean her, I had to doctor her, trim her, trim her hair and her hooves. It was my responsibility and no one else's. But we as sheep have responsibility as well. We as the flock of God have a responsibility and we often forget that. Our responsibility in all of this is, is to know their shepherd, to obey their shepherd. Follow their shepherd. The sheep need to understand the difference between their shepherd and a stranger who would be a thief and a robber. It's their responsibility to get along with each other. A couple years after I bought, after I got my horse when I was about 19, uh, 20, when Melissa and I first got married, I bought her a horse. This time I, I went a little bit better. I bought a two-year-old mare that had already been halter broken and was uh, had had some things done with her and then I broke and trained her and but when those two first met they didn't like each other they fought constantly biting and nipping and kicking at each other they unfortunately had to figure it out on their own they wouldn't I could talk till I was blue in the face telling them to be good and telling them to be nice and they wouldn't listen to me because they didn't understand me We have to figure out how to get along amongst ourselves. But we have the word of God and God dwelling in us that helps us to understand his word. 
in order to know how to interact and get along with each other. And not just us here in the church, but to get along with those outside. God has laid out everything for us. It's only our stubbornness that keeps us from hearing it. If Indian Creek Baptist Church is going to succeed, it's not going to be by my hand. It's not going to be by your hand. It's only going to be because we know and understand the principles that God teaches us and we follow them. Christ is the shepherd of this church. He's the one that's leading and directing. I'm just the voice. Psalm 23 is probably my favorite psalm. And I've, and I've talked about this before I, so many times. I can't remember where they all, they've all been. But Psalm 23 is six verses of David pouring his heart out to God and, and showing God's grace and God's mercy. Psalm 23 and verse number one says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd because he bought me. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and he leadeth me beside the still waters because he wants to provide for me. He restoreth my soul and leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake because he wants to repair me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for that thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He protects me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil till my cup runneth over. He pampers me. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He loves me. He truly is the good shepherd. But what we so often miss in Psalm 23 is that we have a responsibility. Because Christ has bought everyone in the world, but not everyone is his sheep. Many have refused that payment and refused to listen to him. Because of that, they, they're refusing to let him provide. They're refusing to let him repair. They're refusing to let him protect. They're refusing to let him pamper and they're refusing to let him love. In each of these, we have a responsibility. And those that are refusing are not just outside the church. There are many inside the church that are refusing one or more of all these things. They may have gotten saved and understand that he paid a price for them, but they're refusing to... To let him provide. They're refusing to let him lead. 
Our responsibility is to follow the shepherd. To do his will. This is why in John chapter 9, Christ tells the Pharisees that In John chapter 9 and verse number 41, Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. He was getting ready to pay the price for all of them, and they were getting ready to refuse it. That's where the sin is. Knowing and understanding, and yet refusing. Next week... We're going to dig a little bit deeper into these verses in chapter 10. And and we're going to see some amazing things. But as we prepare for this week going into Thanksgiving, this time that our nation has set aside to be thankful, we need to remember the Good Shepherd. We need to remember all the things that He's done for us. The green pastures still waters the protection in the valley of the shadow of death the restoration of our soul the desire to lead us in the paths of righteousness and the fact that we can dwell with him in his house forever but most importantly the fact that he bought us that he paid for us with his own blood You see, John chapter 10 is just as much prophecy as it is truth, as it is current. He's telling them that he's going to go die for them, and they're still refusing to listen. Let's make sure we're thankful this week. Let's make sure we're thanking God and loving him as we should.